My name is Jay O. I am the author of Maximize Your Medicare. This is the Maximize Your Medicare podcast. The 2017 edition is available online and in retailers everywhere. You can see more information at www.maximizeyourmedicare.com. Today's podcast, all previous podcasts, all future podcasts, they are not financial advice. They are not the offering of any financial instrument, including but not limited to insurance. I am not affiliated with any governmental agency, including the Department of Health and Human Services, the CMS, the Center for Medicare and Medicaid Services. The opinions stated on this podcast are mine and mine alone. Be sure to sign up for the free Maximize Your Medicare newsletter and like the page on Facebook. We begin in 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. All right, it is January 14th. The podcast is actually going to be dropped today. The reason for that is that there's some urgency around the Affordable Care Act. The House, the Senate, they have started the wheels in motion to the repeal and replace process for the Affordable Care Act. For individuals that are not yet Medicare eligible, the deadline is January 15th. That is tomorrow at midnight. For those persons with pre-existing conditions, be sure to use this opportunity. Any changes, they can only go against you because you already have the best of all worlds for you in the sense that carriers cannot discriminate and they cannot deny your application irrespective of your medical situation. That means any change from there must be worse for you. You know how to connect the dots. If you have questions, you can send me an email, jae at maximizeyourmedicare.com. Today isn't about that. Today is about the period that runs, that began on January 1st. It's running through February 14th. It's called the Medicare Advantage Disenrollment Period. A very important component of Maximize Your Medicare, one of the most important messages of the entire book is the following, which is that the consumer rights under Medicare, are hugely in the buyer's favor. The rules are tilted in the buyer's favor in almost every instance. The implication of that is that if you understand the rules correctly, that you can take advantage of special enrollment periods and a very important one exists right now. Something like a third of all Medicare beneficiaries in the country are enrolled in Medicare Advantage plans. Between now and February 14th, you do have the ability to cancel your existing Medicare Advantage plan and return to original Medicare, which is Medicare Part A, Part B, and a standalone prescription plan by themselves. Now, this by itself is risky. Well, why is that? Readers of Maximize Your Medicare know the very important things that Part A and Part B under Medicare, they do not have an annual out-of-pocket maximum attached to them. By themselves, your red, white, and blue card has no annual out-of-pocket maximum. So some people say, well, under Part B, I pay the deductible $183 in 2017, and then I get 20% of the bill, 
and 20% of the bill isn't too bad. Well, that's not exactly the case, right? Because individual health insurance, whether that be with the Affordable Care Act or before the Affordable Care Act, there was an out-of-pocket limitation on an annual basis. Under Medicare, that is not the case. However, every Medicare Advantage plan, every, they must have an out-of-pocket limitation. So as a result, that feature alone puts a cap on the potential financial liability. That means that canceling Medicare Advantage is a risky matter for those of you who just say, okay, well, I don't like my Medicare Advantage plan and I'm just out. Now, some people say, well, my Medicare Advantage plan's a pain because I have to deal with networks and I need to have a referral. And if I go outside of the network, sometimes I have a much bigger out-of-pocket cost or sometimes it, I can't go see a doctor outside of the network. All of that is true. All of that is entirely true. Every Medicare Advantage plan differs in slightly different ways. Do those limitations exist? Yes, that is the case. That is fully explained in Maximizer Medicare. The 2017 edition is available. It goes through and talks about what those limitations look like. And in addition to that, it explains the fact that the changes will continue on an annual basis because the nature of Medicare Advantage is that it is an annual contract running from January 1 to January 1 every year. So now let's just say, for example, that you've considered this and you have thought to yourself, well, I've tried my Medicare Advantage plan. I don't really like the moving language and I'm thinking about changing to Medigap along with the standalone prescription plan. This is the period of the year, if you did not make that decision during the annual election period, which just passed and ended on December 7th, that is still possible here through February 14th. But, but it is very important to follow the steps that I describe in Maximize Your Medicare, and I'm going to repeat here today. The most important component here is to first get accepted by Medigap. If you are over 65 and a half years old, if you do not qualify for a special enrollment period, of which there are many, then the carriers do have the right to ask you medical questions. And depending on what your medical situation is, and depending on the carrier, they can accept or reject your application. That is the legal right of the carrier. Now, people say, well, I may be borderline, so how do I really know? I tell people it's kind of like when you're taking a history test. You're told, okay, you've got to take a history test, and you sit down for the exam. You weren't told necessarily that this is American history, European history, ancient Greek history. In other words, the specialty of the instructor to ask you questions can be biased, right? In other words, they're going to have their own particular set of sensitivities and information, their backgrounds, and they're going to ask you questions about Greek history when you are an expert in the American Revolution. In the same way, different carriers will ask different questions. I've seen this. I've seen it where the same applicant 
doesn't get accepted by a particular carrier and does get accepted by another carrier. There is no way for you to control this except that you can ask us. In that instance, because of our experience in dealing with multiple carriers and the different underwriting questions, we'll guide you through that. Now, somebody could say to me, well, yes and no, or be skeptical and say, well, why does that even matter? I'll just send in five applications. And if I get one that says yes, then I'm good to go. The reason that doesn't work is because of the fact that the carriers do have the ability to find out whether or not you have been accepted or rejected at the other carriers. So you've gone and taken five history exams and one of the questions is, have you ever failed a history exam? You've got to answer truthfully. In every application, you are signing the acknowledgement that you are answering the questions honestly to the best of your ability. And if you have been rejected in the past or if you are rejected, then you need to answer that question. Even in the absence of that question, the carriers can find out. Why? Because there is a centralized company which collects this information and shares it amongst carriers. You could say, to me, well, Jay, that doesn't sound fair at all that the carriers are sharing information against each other. They're not sharing specific information regarding your exact medical situation. However, they can share the result, which is that you've been denied. So now you've failed history exam number one, and the second history exam you take they know that you failed the first one. Your likelihood of passing in this case, it's not just neutral. It can't be just neutral. You can understand this, right? I mean, I'm not making any heroic statements over here. That's just the way this would work. That's the way it normally works. This is why you can't just simply take the information from this podcast and in a shotgun approach just apply to five different carriers, especially if you're the borderline case. How in the world does this relate back to the Medicare Advantage disenrollment period? Well, it relates to it because the fact is that if you don't have your Medigap application approved and in place, it makes it very difficult for me to suggest that you then go and cancel your Medicare Advantage plan in any case because of the annual out-of-pocket limitation. You will have given that up. You will be sitting with Part A and Part B alone through the end of 2017. So in the Maximize Your Medicare newsletter from the very beginning of the year, a couple of weeks ago, it comes out every Sunday, I have been making it a point, I always make this point, and I certainly make this point to clients, which is, look, if you don't like your Medicare Advantage plan, or if you're hearing something that makes you believe that Medigap is a superior option for you, then you need to begin, and you need to begin now. And the reason that you need to begin now is because even after you get through all of the ideas, okay, well, I can't just go and apply to 10 different carriers at the same time and see which one comes back. It takes time. 
it takes time for the carrier to receive your application, to look through your medical information, to ask you follow-up questions. They're going to ask questions about your prescriptions. This entire process will not happen overnight. So now it's kind of like the third week of January and the Medicare Advanced Disenrollment period ends in the middle of February on Valentine's Day, at the midnight on Valentine's Day. That means that you pretty much have to begin in the very near future so that you can find out what your status is so that after you get your result, then you can separately make your decision to cancel your Medicare Advantage plan if you are accepted. With all the headlines and the news about the Affordable Care Act, you could try to say, Jay, this just does not matter to me because the Affordable Care Act has nothing to do with Medicare and therefore it has nothing to do with the Medicare Advantage or Medicare Advantage disenrollment period. That is not the case. That is not the case. And I'm going to tell you why. And it's the first time that I'm going to be mentioning it. It's going to go into the 2018 edition of Maximizer Medicare, right? It's being revealed here today. And why is this the case? Since we don't know how the Affordable Care Act will be changed, one outcome can be the idea that the way that Medicare sets prices for compensating doctors and hospitals okay, is changed. So one set of provisions inside the Affordable Care Act is to say, okay, we're going to push down how much we're going to compensate doctors and hospitals. Because of that limitation, the reality is that Medicare Advantage is the one that has benefited from that entire process. And why? Because that means that the carrier, the carrier is not going to incur the cost. So let's just say that it's an outpatient surgical procedure, okay? You're getting a mole removed, which someone says could be skin cancer, all right? Under Medicare Advantage, there's a particular price, and your Medicare Advantage plan will spell out for you, Mr. X, you owe X hundred Y number of dollars, and let's just call that number 300, $300. For those of you who are not up on current events, there is no way that the price of this procedure is $300. No way. So now let's just say you accept my conclusion that there's no way this is $300. Okay, so that means that someone is paying the doctor for the agree upon price. And who is that? The Medicare Advantage plan carrier, right? That's the only other payer involved here. Medicare is gonna pay some amount, you've paid your premium and your $300, the group that fills in the remainder is the Medicare Advantage carrier. Now, depending on the way that the Affordable Care Act is modified, the doctor may be able to charge a much higher price. Okay, so now it's going to charge a much higher price. Medicare is going to pay some percentage, right, which is the 80% for Part B, leaving 20% of a much bigger number that needs to be paid from one of two groups, either the Medicare Advantage plan carrier or you, one of the two. Well, what does that mean? What this means is in the absence of a crystal ball, and please do not take this as a prediction, that one 
possible outcome is going to be that the out-of-pocket cost will rise. And in addition to that, that also means that the annual out-of-pocket maximum limitation will also rise under Medicare Advantage if this occurs. Now let's compare this to Medigap. Medigap is going to say, okay, there's going to be a higher price. There are two more parties after Medicare, which is the carrier for Medigap and you. Under Medigap, there are no copays or deductibles. Well, there's a deductible for Part B in certain instances, which is the $183. But beyond that, the Medigap carrier will incur the entire cost. So now you can see that the complicated situation arises, right? Which is going to be that if the Affordable Care Act is substantially modified, that one outcome can be where you're going to have higher costs for health care and as a result, higher out-of-pocket costs or higher premiums. That's an entirely possible situation. In fact, I'm not. I'm pretty sure that the entire feedback loop has not been considered, or that the feedback loop is going to stop being fully considered due to politics. For example, that's entirely possible. What we can say, though, is that under Medigap, that there's no flexibility for the carrier to simply say, "Well, in 2017, we covered." the 20% that Medicare doesn't pay in full, and then to change the plan in 2018. That is not a flexibility that the carrier has. When you combine the changes or potential set of changes that could, when you combine the potential set of changes that could affect the Affordable Care Act, you can see the value of stable language versus annual contract. This is why I wrote Maximize Your Medicare right here. Health insurance is a financial contract. It's got nothing to do with the fact that you're going to your doctor. You're not going to a different doctor to remove your mole. Sorry, you're not. However, the way that the contracts will handle the higher costs are going to differ. One of them has the flexibility to change over time. Medicare Advantage, that's you. One of them has no ability to change other than higher premiums, which currently must be limited by the fact that there's something called a medical loss ratio. The implications are pretty powerful then, in other words, that if you are trying to think through canceling your Medicare Advantage plan, which can be done between now and February 14th, that if you also add the political debate the fiscal challenges of the country, the demographic reality, now you understand the message of Maximize Your Medicare. These are contracts that the value and the nature of the contracts differs. And while you could say, Jay, that none of that matters, you're just doing a bunch of fear-mongering. No, not really, not really. All it does is simply takes facts that we know 57 million, 10,000 people a day. Huge federal budget issue. And now we have a different government. You add those together, and now 
the differences in the nature of Medicare Advantage versus Medigap start to reveal themselves. That's all I got for to you today. Be sure to try to test out GH2 Unfiltered if you go to gh2benefits.com. You know, there's a lot of stuff in the world around financial contract that I can't really say, not even on a podcast. You don't hear me saying in public, for example, in Tampa on Friday, I'm not going to be telling them, go with this particular carrier and this particular plan. Can't do it. There are rules against it. I'm not giving a sales presentation. It's an information-only seminar, okay? On these podcasts, you don't hear me saying, well, Carrier X is a pain in the neck to deal with and Carrier Y is great and they always pay within three days and I never have a problem. I don't tell you any, I don't tell you that Carrier Z has the best price in the state of Florida. Never. You, you just won't hear me saying that. You won't be hearing me saying that on the podcast or in person in public. GH2 Unfiltered is the subscription service for GH2 preferred members. The annual price is $14.99. GH2 Unfiltered is going to address a large variety, a wide variety, I guess I'm supposed to say, aren't I? A wide variety of financial matters, whether that be annuities, insurance, other topics, all related to financial planning. Ooh, I forgot the most important point. There's one more aspect to the GH2 Unfiltered subscription service, which is that you can read the full version of Maximize Your Medicare 2017 edition right there on your computer, your tablet, your phone. In addition to that, there are going to be audio files on there. You can consider it kind of like a director's cut of the book. It's going to be my voiceover. I'm not going to read the book to you word for word. That I find hideously boring. You don't want to listen to my nasal Midwest accent for multiple hours reading to you Maximize Your Medicare. However, what I'm going to do is chapter by chapter, I'm going to go through the book and highlight the most important takeaways. The powerful message of Maximize Your Medicare there and why I wrote particular parts of the book and made particular points throughout the book. That's in progress now. Of course, that's an enormous project by me, which will be coming and I will be releasing the chapters as they are produced right there online for you to read the book or listen to the audio descriptions, the director's cut of Maximize Your Medicare. Okay, let's leave it there for today. Please be sure to subscribe to the Maximize Your Medicare newsletter and subscribe to the podcast on iTunes. Till next time. 